Hello, lovely listeners, welcome back. It's Thea Vento here, and you're listening to the British Whisperer, the place to be to know which stories are making the headlines and learn the English you need. With this podcast, you can stay informed about the world while practicing your listening skills and learning new vocabulary. On the podcast website, thebritishwhisperer.com, you can find the link to the podcast webpage with full transcript of each episode and its translation in Italian. You're welcome to suggest topics you would like to hear about by writing me an email at thebritishwhisper at writeme.com. So, in this fourth episode of The British Whisper, I'm going to focus first on the social media buzz on TikTok and Miriel, the so-called anti-Instagram app. Next, I will start a new feature of The British Whisper show, A Window on Britain which provides a unique insight into different aspects of the British way of life. And today, the window has current turbulence affecting the new British Prime Minister, Liz Truss, at its heart. Talking about turbulence, last but certainly not least, I will focus on some weather idioms in English. Idioms are cool, idioms are funny, but most of all, idioms are handy. Idioms can effectively convey an idea in the clearest way possible without even mentioning the idea directly. That's why I love idioms. Well, well, lovely listeners, I hope that you all feel as right as rain. What does it mean? Be sure to listen until the end of the podcast to know. Ready to learn some new English today? Let's talk about social media then. Well, I've realized I like people far less through the Instagram lens than I do in real life, myself included. I've always felt conflicted about social media, but as much as I despise elements of it, I also feel compelled to be part of it. So I can help feeling grateful to the latest social media platform which is a breath of fresh cyber air. The app Be Real does exactly what it says, encourages users to be real about their lives and share unfiltered, unedited images. But let's start with TikTok. TikTok, which made its name with light-hearted, or in other words, cheerful videos of people dancing, has grown to include large segments of groups discussing everything from books to international crisis, was the most downloaded app of 2021. Roughly 67% of teenagers between the ages of 13 and 17 used the app, according to a recent survey by the Pew Research Center, and TikTok's top content producers can make millions each year. The Financial Times has an interesting article entitled TikTok Ushers, or in other words, Guides, in Multipolar Internet. TikTok's extraordinary rise signals a more multipolar internet. So, for anyone with shareable passion, such as dance crazes, 
or very popular trends, sea shanties, sailor songs, and knitting partners, or Excel spreadsheets, TikTok is the place to be. The Chinese-owned video app has emerged as an accessible and playful global platform for 1 billion users to indulge their obsessions, find an audience of like-minded followers, and sometimes make money too. TikTok has become a remarkable cultural and financial phenomenon in over 150 countries, despite the fact that debates continue to boil about whether it is too inconsequential or too dangerous. There is no question that it has achieved a level of success. According to the most recent research from the Pew Research Center, the popularity of TikTok among young people in the United States has skyrocketed, in other words, has risen very fast. In a recent poll, respondents indicated that they use TikTok at the rate of approximately 67%, whereas only 32% of respondents reported using the once dominant social media platform, Facebook. TikTok isn't just in the zeitgeist, he is the zeitgeist, a German word that means the spirit of the time, wrote the founder of the information tech site. In becoming the coolest app for younger users, TikTok has left the West Coast best and most capable developers in the dust says the article. There are perhaps two reasons for this huge popularity. First, the platform of TikTok is extremely easy to use and highly addictive to view. With its tools and filters, TikTok enables users to make short videos ranging from 50 seconds to 10 minutes and helps them monetize their content by steering or guiding towards advertising their way. Secondly, TikTok promotes videos through a content graph rather than a social graph, as commonly used by other platforms. In other words, artificial intelligence-trained algorithms promote content to those on the platform with similar interests, rather than being mostly spread via networks of followers or friends. In theory, at least, the app allows more nobodies to become somebodies. The Wall Street Journal has another very interesting article named Instagram stumbles, or in other words, to trip over something while walking, in a push to mimic, or in other words, to emulate TikTok. Internal documents show how it lags behind, or it's not fast as the other social media, on short form video. Meta platform chief executive Mark Zuckerberg is betting the social media giant's near-term future on Instagram Reels. The short video feature he is touting, or trying to sell, as the company's answer to TikTok. The company's internal research shows that Meta has a lot of catching up to do. Instagram users cumulatively are spending 17 0.6 million hours a day watching reels, less than one-tenth of the 197.8 million hours 
TikTok users spend each day on the platform. According to a document reviewed by the Wall Street Journal that summarizes internal meta research, the document says that reels engagement had been falling down 30.6% over the previous four weeks and that most real users have no engagement whatsoever. One reason is that Instagram has struggled to recruit people to make content. Roughly 11 million creators are on the platform in the US, but only about 2.3 million of them, or the 20.7%, post on that platform each month, the document said. Another reason for the decline of Instagram Reels is that nearly one-third of Reel videos are created on the other platform, usually TikTok, and include a watermark or border identifying them as such. Meta said it downranks these videos, meaning it shows them to smaller audiences to reduce the incentives for those that post them, but they continue to proliferate. For real users, the result is that often they are shown videos recycled from another more popular platform, in this case, TikTok. Meta also continues to battle negative perceptions among users, documents show. At least some of the issues affecting Meta reflect shifting views about social media more broadly. TikTok and other platforms also have sparked concern about their unhealthy aspects and effects on young users. An article of the Wall Street Journal named She Tried to Block Eating Disorder Content on TikTok, but it still pops up daily, talks about the presence of eating disorders or psychological problems with food videos. Nine months after a Wall Street Journal investigation showed that TikTok's algorithms were flooding or overwhelming teens for you pages with videos encouraging weight loss or disorder eating, there are still plenty of them on the platform, writes the Wall Street Journal. Despite TikTok's effort, the algorithm can filter it all. Some people find workarounds or, in other words, ways to avoid the ban to access the videos using Google searches or misspelled hashtags and more. TikTok said last December it would adjust its automated recommendation in general to avoid overly focusing on one type of content. Two months later, the company expanded its ban or prohibition on eating disorder videos. TikTok has blocked searches for hashtags relating to eating disorders from its search engine and now is rolling out a tool allowing users to flag hashtags and block videos themselves. Content creators, along with viewers, have nonetheless figured out ways to evade TikTok measures according to the data gathered by Within Health, an online provider of eating disorder treatment or, in other words, medical care. When someone types hashtag anorexic in the TikTok app or website, they'll see a message directing them to the National Eating Disorder Association. But until recently, all someone had to do to find anorexia videos was to Google and search hashtag anorexic TikTok. When the journalists checked in August TikTok videos with the anorexic 
hashtag had been viewed nearly 34 million times. When Within Health began tracking the searches, since the Wall Street Journal journalist brought this to TikTok attention, people can no longer get videos with the hashtag anorexic via Google. But there is another workaround or a way to bypass misspellings of eating disorder-related terms intending to sleep or evade through TikTok's filter. Videos with the hashtag anotextic are still reachable with both TikTok and Google, as are videos containing the hashtag orthoexia, a misspelling of orthorexia, an obsession with healthy eating that results in potentially hazardous or dangerous diet. One popular video theme across TikTok and other networks is what I eat in a day. This list of food often clocking well below the calorie count recommended by the Food and Drug Administration. It can be hard for teens then to tell healthy messages from unhealthy ones. TikTok has also been accused of spreading misinformation to democracy in France, the US and elsewhere, especially during the war in Ukraine. So what about possible Chinese government influence? TikTok's explosion in popularity presents a big challenge. The app, owned by Beijing-based ByteDance Limited, launched in the US less than five years ago. ByteDance has also created a separate corporate structure in Singapore and it says all its international users' data is held or contained in the US, Singapore and from 2023 in Ireland too. The company insists no personal data flows to the Chinese government. TikTok has drawn or elicited or aroused scrutiny or investigation and criticism related to its Chinese ownership. But that has done little to stem or to stop its popularity. As TikTok has grown, so too has the popularity of short-form videos as format, leading the Bernstein Research Analyst to write the 2020s are the SFV decade or the short-format video decade. Meta's product, first Facebook, then Instagram, succeeded by showing users content from their friends, family and others they know and choose to follow. TikTok succeeded, or had success, by doing the opposite, showing users content from accounts recommended by an algorithm that figures out what kind of videos users want based on what they spend time watching. So it pushes a feed of content personalized to people's interests, helping them to discover new things they never knew they wanted or would enjoy. This summer, Instagram accelerated the push to be more like TikTok by launching a service it internally called Panavision. Like TikTok, it served content, including a hefty or large dose of reels, to users from accounts they don't follow. Then there was a swift or fast backlash or a negative response from users, including from celebrities as Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner. Mrs. Jenner reposted a card to her Instagram story that said, Make Instagram, Instagram again. Or stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. Sincerely, everyone. 
Within days, Instagram said it would reduce the amount of content shown to users from accounts they don't really follow, at least from now. But Mrs. Zuckerberg and Instagram head Adam Mosseri have made clear that this is the direction the company is moving. Her big question is whether Instagram users, especially creators, will come along for the ride. Let's have a look now at the other social media phenomenon, Be Real, the photo-sharing app that teens and students took to 15 million daily users. The app that promotes moderation of screen time instead of endless scrolling is free to use, but it is evaluating optional paid for extras. In an article of the Financial Times named Photo-sharing app Be Real explores paid features to avoid advertising, it is written that BeReal is exploring the addition of in-app payments for extra features to avoid Instagram-style advertising. As the French startup grapples with, or fights, technical glitches or computer bugs, caused by this summer massive surge in its popularity among Gen Z users. Be Real, in fact, has become widely popular with teenagers and college students in the US, as well as in Europe, with its emphasis on capturing an authentic moment at a specific time, without editing or filters that are commonplace on rivals such as Instagram, TikTok and Snapchat. The free app has grown from 10,000 daily active users just over a year ago to more than 15 million today, surpassing internal targets. Insiders expected to reach 10 of millions of people by the end of the year. The company, founded in 2020 by 26-year-old Alexis Barriard, has around 40 staff working at its headquarters in the fashionable Paris district of Marais. As a former camera editor for Influencer, Barriat saw first-end, or directly from source, that curated social media content could harm or potentially damage young people's mental health. The launch of his app coincided with growing awareness of the matter among new generation of users. But, first thing first, how does Be Real work? Every day, at an unspecified time, a notification pops up on the app saying it's time to be real and users have two minutes to take a picture of whatever they are doing at the very moment rather than waiting for the opportunity to look popular, cool or fully made up. The picture features whatever the user is focused on as well as an image of the user in the current state in the top corner. Before submitting the photo, the user must choose an audience, friends only or everyone. Users can also share their location and save the image to their devices. After the user posts the photo, they can add a caption. If the photo is shared outside of the standard two-minute window, other users can see a note that tells them. You cannot see someone else's photo if you have not posted yet your own for the day. So, what you get on Be Real is a genuine slice of life, as opposed to Instagram stream of perfectly curated highlights. That sense of insta-fatigue is now a well-documented phenomenon. Many 
studies has linked Instagram usage to low self-esteem and anxiety. So I hope Be Real continues its meteoric rise. It's currently the second most downloaded app in the US behind TikTok, but still has a way to go to catch up with TikTok's 1 billion users and Instagram 2 billion. Besides, there are some other issues affecting Be Real. The very design that made Be Real a hit, in fact, has led to widespread glitches, again, technical bugs, temporarily preventing people from uploading photos or seeing friends' posts. Because millions of users try to access the platform at the same time, the so-called data through output or volume at the moment is comparable to some of the world's largest internet platforms. So, the US now accounts for 40% of VRL downloads, according to data from analyst Sensor Tower, making it the app's largest market. What are the possible benefits of VRL? Again, in an age where social media features heavily edited photos, an app like VRL can encourage authenticity. Many young people have embraced the app because of these seeing many benefits. Photos cannot be edited and filters cannot be added. And people only have two minutes to submit their photos. It also may help teenagers move away from the pressures often associated with other social media services. Users, in fact, can post only once per day, which helps to regulate the amount of time spent on the app, especially when it comes to content they are posting. Anyone who wishes to comment a photo must also be friend with the users, which reduces the likelihood of strangers commenting on photos. Plus, there are no posted follower counts, hashtags or anything else that promotes influencer culture in the same way as on other social media platforms. Users cannot contact others privately and any comments are public for all to see. However, some critics fear Burial lacks, or does not have, the resources to control harmful content, a problem that has long plagued or bother affect badly social networks. Burial does not have its own large-scale content moderation team, instead relying on automated filtering. Burial's terms of use encourages users to report any content that is sexual or pornographic, or related to hate speech, extremism, violence, suicide or self-harm. Photos and comments can all be reported if they fall into these categories or breach other items in the terms of use. This includes spam and advertising as well as bullying and discrimination. However, the company itself is a hosting company, which means it is not required to monitor the information other posts. So, what are your thoughts on TikTok and BeReal? Are you using these platforms? Are you concerned about the presence of harmful content on social media? Do share your thoughts with me, writing an email to the British Whisper at writeme.com or direct mail me on my Instagram page, the British Whisperer.
now to look at British news in my new feature for the podcast, A Window on Britain. Today I will speak about the Trussonomics Gate, or the very current issue the new British Prime Minister Liz Truss is facing. An economic crisis just weeks into her term as Prime Minister, with a plummeting, or fallen rapidly, pound and soaring interest rates predicted. The Economist dedicates its cover to the issue with a photo of a sinking boat with inside Liz Truss and her Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng. The headline on The Economist goes like this How not to run a country. The subheading says Liz Truss' new government may already be dead in the water. So, what happened? By unveiling or revealing 45 billion of pounds of unfunded tax cuts alongside temporary measures to help with energy bills, Mr. Kwarteng spooked, or in other words, scared, financial markets in a spectacular fashion. In its first weeks, the new government has shredded or destroyed its own reputation, unleashed or let free higher inflation, forced emergency action from the Central Bank of England and made growth harder. Just imagine what he can do in a month of two, writes The Economist. The Economist also adds, an omni-shambles or a total disaster. The pound was hammered or hit with a hammer, dropping briefly to its lowest level on record against the dollar. The British currency plunged or dropped as low as $1.035 in the early hours of last Monday. The Telegraph wrote, Liz Truss is embarked on a course of sheer, or in other words, pure madness, taking the Bank of England with her. After a steep rise in the cost of government debt, the Bank of England made £65 billion emergency intervention to restore the order. Recent events, writes the Telegraph, are a result of the fiscal misadventure of a careless or, in other words, inattentive, ideological government. But the breaking news of Monday, October 4th, is that as day two of the Conservative Party conference in Birmingham was starting, Liz Truss has abandoned its plan to abolish the 45% top rate of income tax in a humiliating U-turn after a growing Conservative revolt over policy and a turbulent reaction from markets. Announcing the decision in an early morning tweet on Monday, Kwasi Kartang said, We get it and we have listened. In the past few days, Liz Truss and Kwasi Kartang faced strong opposition from all sides, protesters outside the conference in Birmingham and MPs inside. Several MPs had signalled in recent days that they would vote against the tax cut and senior party members predicted that the government would fail or not succeed to get the measure through the House of Commons. The reversal of Monday, a change in the opposite direction, will lift the one cloud hanging over Britain's public finances. But there are other clouds looming over or looking big intimidating Mrs. Truss government. Days ago, the Sunday Times reported that Liz Truss objected or disapproved to plans for the King to go to COP27, 
Climate Summit in Egypt during an audience at Buckingham Palace last month. This trust advised King Charles III to stay away from the conference where he was intending to deliver a speech on issues close to his heart. King Charles, in fact, has been long a passionate campaigner on the environment. The news will fuel or nourish suspicions that number 10 is moving away from its target of net zero carbon emission by 2050. The Telegraph has previously reported that the King will continue to champion or favour the environment while on the throne, choosing to highlight rather than outright or direct total campaign in concession to his new neutral constitutional role. He spent decades as Prince of Wales arguing for or giving reasons in favour of further action on climate change. He delivered the opening speech at the landmark COP21 first in Paris in 2015 and spoke at last year's COP27 summit in Scotland. His son William, who has now inherited the title of Prince of Wales, has also made the environment a cornerstone of his public work, founding the Hertzschild Prize. He too will not attend COP27 and is not currently planning to take part from a distance, in line with government advice. So, no senior members of the royal family will attend COP27 on the advice of the government. Their absence will be a surprise to many environmental campaigners after a full royal family showing at COP27 in Glasgow last year, with Queen Elizabeth II delivering a heartfelt message about saving the planet. So, do you think it was right for Liz Truss to advise King Charles III to stay away from COP27, or should he have been allowed to give a speech? Email me your answer at thebritishwhisper at writeme.com or direct message me on Instagram, the British Whisper page. Time now, as promised, for some English idioms on the weather. People, especially English people, love talking about the weather and there are lots of weather-related idioms. Let's start with as right as rain, feeling fine and healthy. Take a rain check, ask to rearrange a meeting or an appointment. Come rain or shine, the meaning of this usual idiom is whatever happens or whatever the weather is, so if someone supports you, come rain or shine, it means that they will be there for you no matter what. On cloud nine, if you are on cloud nine, you are over the moon, which by the way is another idiom. So, if you are on cloud nine or over the moon, you are extremely happy or delighted. Rain on my parade. If someone rains on your parade, they ruin your pleasure of plans. So, it's not definitely nice. To throw caution to the wind. To forget all your commitments and do something crazy. Steal my thunder. If someone steals your thunder, they take the attention away from you. To get wind of something. This is how all great rumours spread, when the wrong person gets wind of the right gossip. If you get wind of something, you begin to suspect that something is happening or you hear a rumour of something. To be under the weather. This is another truly common idiom. 
If you feel under the weather, you are catching flu or a cold, and you better stay in bed until it's over. Also, it can mean that you are in low spirits, that is, unhappy or depressed. A storm in a teacup. A small problem that has been blown out of proportion. This idiom has different variations. For example, North Americans say a tempest in a teapot, which is quite similar to the British idiom. Head in the clouds. If you have your head in the clouds, it means that you are not being realistic or that you are daydreaming. Basically, it means that you are out of touch with reality. So, have you come across or encountered any of these idioms before? That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. On the podcast website, thebritishwhisperer.com, you can find a link to the podcast page with the full transcript of the podcast in this translation in Italian. If you enjoy my show, please hit subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast so you don't miss any other episode. And if you enjoyed and you like to support, please leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with the British Whisper, you can follow me on Instagram and spread the word. You're also welcome to share any feedback, thoughts or ideas, writing an email to the British Whisper at writeme.com. And I hope that you can take some valuable information from this episode and apply it in your English learning. And be sure to come back next week for a new episode. Next time, the focus of a window on Britain will be on Sober October and on the hell of the business headshot or the madness around the perfect profile picture. I'll also talk about the trend of closed captions, which display text in the same language as the original audio on Netflix and other video platforms. These and much more to come on the British Whisperer next episode. Until then, I'm Thea and this is the British Whisperer.